What are you fired up about, Harb? Joel Embiid said it best five years ago, and this quote has aged better than any red wine you could ever dream of. This is not a rivalry. They always kick our ass. And mm. it is true today on Mother's Day 2023 as mm. it did back in 2018. Mm. The Boston Celtics are not worried about the Philadelphia 76ers or that bullshit MVP trophy that he got that he should not have gotten. True. He put together three playoff frauds in Doc Rivers, who has made a career off of one title with the Boston Big Three, uh, James Harden, who is known to be a regular season warrior, and Joel Embiid, who's probably the worst regular season warrior of today's NBA, you're going to get regular season warrior results. They're going to fade in the playoffs, and they're just not going to get past real NBA teams. And here we are. Celtics Heat for the third time in four years. So I, I haven't really kept up a whole lot with the uh, NBA playoffs. Y'all know my stance on the NBA, but I do like the Celtics. Um, so glad to see they won. But uh, tell, like, what seed is the Heat? What seed is the Celtics as we head into the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, where, where's this headed? Uh, the Celtics are the two seed in the East, and the Miami Heat were actually the eighth seed. Uh, they they toppled over the Milwaukee Bucks in five games, which was incredible. Um, and we have gotten through Atlanta and Philadelphia to get here. Uh, Miami just beat the Knicks. That was a that was a fun little series, if you like, quote unquote, old school basketball. Yeah. Um, and out west, we've got the uh, got the Lakers and the Nuggets. Uh, everybody's gonna have their different opinions on that one, but the Nuggets are the one seed, had the best record out in the West, and uh, Lakers ended up with the seven seed, which about three or four weeks before the playoffs started, they were the thirteen seed. So yeah, they not to say I think one one. Week we recorded, we were you said or somebody said they may not even make the play in game. Yeah. 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 After the trade deadline, uh, they were about three or four games out of the play in. Um, jeez. And after, after the trade deadline stuff, they went like five and five, and everybody's like, well, this is a dud. And then all of a sudden, started clicking. Here yeah. they are. They're playing great basketball. They just knocked off Golden State in six. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody's praying to God that that little Warriors reign is over. Um, but yeah, I'm focused on Miami. Uh, this is a year of redemption. We got very close last year. We were two games away. Fired up. And I know it's going to be a dogfight. It's going bare minimum six games against Miami, probably going seven. Uh, Miami's gritty. They're fun. Um, Coach Spose, top two or three coach in the league. Jimmy Butler's a dog. We're going to have a good time. I do think we pull it out, though, and go back to back finals. So, for those listening to the podcast instead of watching, shame on you, but we appreciate you listening. Um, Big Montana's got a cool little outfit on tonight. Why don't you tell us about it? The Celtics uh, are the balls. I got my retro Celtic shirt from the 80s. I'm sure, a lot yes. of people have seen the. Instagram um, video of the Boston guy at the bar with that quote. 
Um, I got my Emerald Club visor on, ready to go. Got my shades on. We're going down to South Beach, and we're going to decimate the Miami Heat. I'm, I can't wait to see a wide out. Can't wait to see their fans leave in the fourth quarter with uh, five minutes to go. Um, well, they're not going to get there until the second quarter. I heard that. <laughs> Rock I L.A. I will say I do love their coach. Coach, um, I think he's really, really good. He's seemed I, to be able to win in the post LeBron um, era, which is great. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, is he still, <laughs> is he still chumming it up with Butch Jones? I don't know. That was kind of a weird thing. To, <laughs> did you all know that he's Asian? I did not. I saw uh, that. I learned that not too long ago, and it threw it me like, off because I always thought yeah. he was of Latino descent. Yeah, I thought he was Latino, but like it said something about um, Asian. I mean, they're trying to make a story out of nothing, I think. Um, but they were talking about his Asian heritage and if he had ever been uh, discriminated against, especially in the NBA. And I'm like, okay, but I was just I was blown away by the fact that he was Asian. I really thought that he was, you know, Filipino or some type of Latin descent. Um, but I really enjoy the NBA. I've always been a Celtics fan since I was a little boy. Um, my uncles were big Celtics fans because of Larry Bird, and I got to watch um, back when people used to tape games and on VHS tapes. Um, when I go to my grandparents' house, I would throw in um, – uh, Larry Bird Magic, Larry Bird Pistons, Larry Bird Bulls, Larry Bird whatever um, games they had taped, and they had them cataloged. It was really kind of nerdy, but really, really cool um, to be able to, you know, because I was I was really young when that stuff was going on, um, so it was nice to be able to, to relive that. Um, but, yeah, nice uh, question. Why – what's your issue – is your issue against the NBA, like, political – Somewhat, yes. And I just don't think it's very good basketball. Right. Um, I feel that way with all like pro sports right now. I feel like um the NFL's doing their part and I feel like but uh, the NBA has is is the, the worst for it. Um, but I feel like the MLB and has done enough too, yeah. especially with what what they did to the Braves. I think since COVID hit, I've I've always been a big baseball fan, but I've watched, of course, not having it on my TV has been a problem too, but I've watched less yeah. baseball over the last two or three years than I ever have. But um, I, I just, they, if they just leave the politics out of it and also I don't get in the NBA while they sit out all the time. I just, I don't, it doesn't, I can't wrap my mind around that. Well, I just think back to when I was growing up. Number one and, thing bothers me. Sorry. Yeah, oh, I was just... no, you're good. I was just thinking back, like when I was growing up, guys didn't miss games and they probably wore themselves out quicker. Yes. And these guys may be extending their careers. I mean, good grief. Chris right. Paul is still playing. I mean, yeah. Um, but still, I don't, I just, I just don't. I watched the NHL the other night. Yeah. I mean, it's been pretty good. I don't even know. I don't know the rules of hockey. I will say this like, um, the NBA playoffs are totally different basketball than the NBA regular season. Um, it's way more defense. It's way more drama. It's way more – it's actually very good high-level basketball. 
Um, but I will agree with you. The only time, I mean, I, I'll watch, I mean, when the Celtics were on TNT, I watch, um, I don't have any type of access to like, you know, some channel that they play on all the time. Um, you know, I really don't start watching NBA. I really don't start watching basketball period till about Christmas. Um, except for the balls, of course. Um, but most of the time their games are before Christmas or not any count for the most part. Um, except for their little, uh, invitational games for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been fun. Uh, it feels good to win. Um, hopefully they can make it to the finals. I think they will. I think the NBA is desperate for a good finals and I think they're doing whatever they can possibly do, um, to get the Lakers Celtics in the championship game, just for ratings alone. Um, every 50 year old man will be tuning in, uh, reliving their childhood. Um, but I do want – they're pushing that narrative is that the Sixers had no chance because it was already predetermined. The Sixers got their ass kicked today. They scored 10 points in the third quarter in a game seven. Um, they got beat like a redheaded stepchild. Um, there was nothing about that that was anything but Boston just absolutely taking them behind the woodshed and telling them who their daddy was again. Here's one for you, Nice. Two things. One, if Tatum doesn't go nuclear in the last three minutes, the series is over three days ago. Like, if he doesn't, like, because he, he shit the bed and then made everything right in the fourth quarter in game six. If we, if he don't do that, we quite possibly and probably do lose game six and it's over. Uh, secondly, the Philadelphia 76ers got decimated over the last five quarters of basketball that they played this season. Uh, here's a stat for you. Jason Tatum, first of all, set an NBA playoff record with most points in a game seven today. He had 51, uh, a record that got set two weeks ago by Steph Curry, funny enough. Uh, but tonight, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can run for 76 points. The Philadelphia 76ers scored 88. Jeez. Mm. <laughs> wow. Uh, and in the press conference afterwards, uh, Joel Embiid said, me and James, talking about James Harden, me and James can't do it all on our own. Whew. He said, we need other guys to step up. Okay. And on surface level, fair statement. Well, let's just look at the numbers while we're here. Uh, where is it? Uh, you may think that Joel Embiid led the Sixers in scoring after saying that. He did not. He had 15 points on five of 18 shooting for a center. Uh, eight rebounds. Uh, James Harden, who the guy that he said carries all the load after him, uh, had nine points. On three of 11 shooting. Mm. Uh, also, James Harden did not score a point in the fourth quarter in games five, six, or seven. VFL yeah. Tobias Harris did his part, led the team in scoring 19 points, seven to 13 from the field. He had a solid game. I was going to say he had a good game. Yeah, he had a very solid game. Uh, but yeah, Embiid thinks that him and Harden combining for. 24 points is doing everything. 
But hey, but, but that guy won MVP over Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I saw a tweet right before we started recording that he Embiid won the uh, MVP, and, and there was all that drama involved with Kendrick Perkins saying that the voters were racist and that was maybe a reason that he won it. And it looks even worse after today in his performance in a game seven. So, yeah, I don't, That's- I don't understand. I don't understand why they don't wait till after the playoffs to, to like name the MVP for reasons no like this. Does. No sport does. I don't no know sport why it does. Yeah. You know, it makes no I, sense. I, I That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand like, your your moments that you're remembered by happen in the postseason. Well, right? I think I think they look at it as it's it's season to start of the season, end of the season, and the playoffs. I mean, you would be possibly excluding a player that may not be in the playoffs at that point if you did that. I mean, you could still put them in, but I if think it's just, it's a regular season award. If you're truly the most valuable player, your team's going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, whether they sneak in or you're on the best team. Yeah. Most like, of the time you rarely see a player win that type of an award in any sport in his team. We talked about the Heisman Trophy on here before about Johnny Majors not winning it and Paul Horning won it for for Notre Dame and they were 2 and 8 or something like that. I mean, you rarely if ever see something like that happen. The only sport that's acceptable is baseball. Like like uh like Otani last year. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like it wasn't close, but the Angels were dog shit. Yeah. So. I mean, clearly he's the best player in the game. So that's, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy that he's that much ahead of Mike Trout. And Mike Trout is very good. I mean, yeah. Until Otani came along, he was he was considered the best player in the game. I mean, he still injuries have kind of slowed him just a tad, but he's still above average of everybody else. So it's. Yeah, you're right. That's crazy. Um, so uh, this is Mother's Day. We're recording this on Mother's Day, Sunday night. Happy Mother's Day. If if you're a mother out there listening to the show, happy Mother's Day. Um, it was funny. We were uh, last night, I watched uh, Wedding Crashers, and you know, in Wedding Crashers, crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. Well, I walk into my parents today, this afternoon, to eat lunch. And I said, hey, what are we having for lunch today? My dad said, oh, we're having crab cakes. I just thought that was... So I, <laughs> after we ate crab cakes, uh, dad and I, while my mom piddled around on her computer, we watched uh, Tennessee Baseball, who got pounded, and NASCAR. So na- crab cakes, NASCAR, Tennessee Baseball. That's what mascot does. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, I love it. No, they were good crab cakes, though. They were phenomenal. Phenomenal. We had, we had burgers from A&B distributors. They were delicious. Nice. Mm-hmm. What did you have to eat today, Harb? What did you cook? What did you cook, Mama Harb, today? Uh, we actually had some barbecue. Um, mom actually, mom actually uh th- put the team on her back and uh, cooked for Mama. So no, nice. no days off. No Mama days Harb, off. Absolutely no days off. Uh, we had some pulled pork, some ribs, uh, all the fixings, potato salad, green beans. You know the drill. It was incredible. Uh, and if y'all's family is anything like mine, I'm sure they're very similar. Um, when you have a gathering for 10 to 12 people, they cook for 45. 
and sure. just eat it for a week after that until you get absolutely tired of it. Um, but yeah, we had a good day today. Um, hope y'all did the same. Speaking yes. of uh, speaking of good days, uh, we had a good day Saturday. Tennessee softball follows up their regular season championship, takes down the Lady Gamecocks three to one to win the SEC tournament championship. And uh, so tonight they announced the uh, NCAA tournament for uh, women's softball. Tennessee comes in as the number four national seed, and they'll host a regional in Knoxville featuring Indiana, Louisville, and Northern Kentucky. And uh, <laughs> there's a lot of good there. If you got to watch the selection show, Beth Mowens, who's awful. She's a terrible announcer. But she said there's going to be a lot of swingers in Knoxville this weekend. And also a lot of tongue wagging. I don't know what I like, what is going through her mind right now. Damn, oh, yeah. I'm going to have to get to Knoxville this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to leave Strawberry Plains and yeah, head I'm west. Gonna, I'm going to have to head down 11A and get yeah. busy. Well, I'm trying to pull uh, the field up here. I'm assuming Oklahoma. I didn't. I only saw the Tennessee regional being announced. Oklahoma's one. I mean, they're far and away the have to be the the one. Yeah. Um. Well, anyways, that's what we, it. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. All that matters, the Lady Vols are hosting Indiana, Louisville, Northern Kentucky. It's double elimination, four team tournament. Here in Knoxville, win, survive, and advance to, and they'll host a super regional uh, here in Knoxville. They're one of the top eight seeds, so they'll host. So, uh, Lady Vols, I don't know if you were uh, watching the Vols get their hind ends spanked this afternoon, but at one point, watched a little I, bit of it. Yeah, I can't remember who was batting, but I kept hearing a like standing ovation going on. It was before the weather delay. I was like, what in the world is everybody clapping about while well, they zoomed out and the Lady Vols softball team was walking around the concourse of Lindsey Nelson with the SEC tr championship trophy? Nice. Um, I, I don't know they can beat Oklahoma if they were to get to that point at some point. They got to get to Oklahoma City first. But Oklahoma has won like 48 games in a row or something like that. It's Kind of crazy, incredible, but Lady Vols got a shot. They got a pretty deep pitching staff. If one of those, if one of those ladies is off one night, they can, you know, pull another one out there. Um, they've actually got about three of them. I don't know how much Pickens is actually going to pitch in the postseason since she's a freshman, but uh, I don't know. It, it'll be exciting to see. I think they've got a legit shot to go to. Oklahoma City and and make some noise out there and maybe win this thing. I mean, top four seeds, nothing to scoff at. And um, they've been from start to finish, they were clearly the best team in the SEC all year long. And we'll see where they stack up nationally, hopefully. Uh did you say Northern Kentucky was in our regional? They uh, are preview question without looking at it. What is the name of their mascot? The Norse. Yes, correct. Good on you. I learned that in March Madness this year. Yes, I didn't. Even I learned know it. I learned it a few years ago. Who was their coach? He's at somewhere else now. Oh hell, I have no idea. It was the guy that went what to the Louisville that got fired. Oh, uh, I think that was him. 
Because they, they, they were in What's the tournament the a few years ago. Anyway. Um, yeah, the Norse, the Hoosiers, and the Cardinals. Or the Cardinal, whatever they here's are. My take, here's my take on Lady Balls, though, real quick. Um, that game on Friday against Alabama was very, very, very important. Uh, obviously, I mean, you're in tournament play, so if you lose, you're out. But they got up big. Bama comes back. Looking hey. like looking like what we were right, down big. Back. You got yeah, backwards. Got we were down uh, four to nothing. I was thinking of the uh, baseball game the other night. Oh, um, but yeah, you come back like just gritty as hell. Like it's gritty. Everybody knows you're talented. Everybody knows you're good. But when you can combine that with gritty and that too dumb to lose or I ain't giving up top deal, however you want to look at it, that's huge going in and. I don't care if it's Oklahoma or whoever. If you have all three of those, you can beat anybody. And that was really cool to see because that I've watched a decent amount of them, but I watched that whole game and that shit was absolutely electrifying. That was some of the most fun I had watching Tennessee sports all year was uh, uh, Friday or whenever it was. But that was awesome. Good on the ladies. Brought some hardware back to Knoxville. Now we're on the road to bring back some bigger hardware. Two reasons I that that game was was really good the other night. Uh, one, it's Alabama, and I don't know if you all have noticed, but we're 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 killing those guys right now. Anytime we play them, we we're winning right now. That has not yeah. been the case the last decade plus. Not I'm not talking about just football. I'm talking about basketball, softball, volleyball, tennis, whatever it may be. You go and somebody posted that on Twitter. Um, sometime over the weekend, the last like three or four years, we've rarely lost to Alabama in a sport, but, but not counting yeah. football. Um, I don't know where that's come from and what's changed there. I think it's a little attitude on our end, but also I thought it was fitting that Tennessee won that game because one of their better players and whose sister played for UT. Allie Shipman transferred to Alabama, and we knocked them out of the SEC tournament. I know they're still going to make the NCAA tournament, but I just thought that was fitting that she transferred to Alabama, who Alabama's always had a really good softball program. Um, and there's people, around, there's people around here that love Alabama softball. It's like people around here that love Florida football. It just blows my mind. But I, I saw this thing about that girl that transferred to Bama, and somebody quote tweeted it on Twitter and called her Henrietta Toto. <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> What about uh, what about old old girl's uh, third out in the championship game when she caught the ball right back to her and spiked it and spiked it was, her mask? It was great. Throwing that big ass around to celebrating is beautiful. Dumpies, big dumpers okay. only. I tell you what, she's got a big old station wagon rear end on her. Ooh, station wagon. Yep, Clark Griswold style. <laughs> she can pitch it, can't she? Got a back hatch, that's for sure. Well, just well, another another reason to watch. Another hey, reason to watch the Lady Vols. You gotta pay attention. I'm a big. Uh, oh God, I forgot her name already. Cameron Pickens or Karen Pickens or whatever. But oh, I meant to bring this up, Big Montana, because you tweeted about it, and I was actually before you tweeted it, I was actually thinking about it, and I I need to go back and find which episode. It was last summer or fall or something when. 
I started oh, yeah. dogging Karen Weekly, and then everybody else chimed in too. Um, and I mean, seriously, like I I dogged her pretty good last year when they got beat yeah. in the uh, they lost in the regionals in Knoxville, didn't even make it to the super regionals, and I was like, what is this? I mean, they have a great program. They're nationally ranked every year. They're going to go to the NCAA tournament every year. They're going to compete for the SEC, but they just had been kind of floating around for the last few years, not doing much. And then here they are this year. They're one of the top four teams in the country. So it's like we always tell our buddy Cruz, he always picks a player out and dogs him for basketball, baseball, football, whoever. Um I'm gonna start dogging these coaches, like you said on Twitter. Like we need to. Next up yeah. is Apple Barnes. Vitello sucks. <laughs> Apple sucks. Barnes sucks. Vitello sucks. They'll never do shit. There you go. We'll the save. <laughs> uh, the baseball, the Diamond Vols. Uh, I'm gonna start half glass full here. Two out of three against the Wildcats. Back to the mines. Um. One Friday night, one Saturday afternoon. Uh, got a little dicey Saturday afternoon, some bullpen uh, issues. Um, but nonetheless, held on, got the series win. They're now – and they got beat on Sunday 10 to nothing. I was never really – that game was kind of weird because they fell behind early. Then there was like an hour and a half plus rain delay, lightning delay. Never rained in mascot. It the sun was out all day, but I got home a little bit ago and there was oh, it, water in the it, ditches everywhere. It poured. It poured at my house. See, like, it, strong really road water. didn't get anything. Oh really? Crazy. Oh no, we 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 were out, you know, grilling and stuff, and I mean it it rained hard like sideways for about twenty minutes and it just cut off. Wow. Yeah, I got I got back to Straw Plains and Yeah. The gullies were full of water, yeah. um, but they came back and was just never really in that game. And it was just one of those you just – I'm not worried about it. You got – your goal is to win a series, and they did that. They're 14 and 13 in the conference. They're still going to be a game behind Kentucky in the standings. But, um, you know, we got one series left at South Carolina this weekend. I think Tennessee's just two or three games behind South Carolina. So, they could – theoretically switch places with the Gamecocks this weekend. But uh, we'll see. They've not been good on the road. They've only won twice on the road all year long. That's a challenge. That's one reason I think they won't host a regional in Knoxville. Unless they go down to South Carolina and win two out of three this weekend, that might change things. That puts them at 16 wins. They'd be 16 and 14 in the conference. They've got a pretty good RPI, strength of schedule, but – um. I don't know. We'll see. They need to go down and win this series. But did you all watch any this weekend? Any thoughts on the on the Diamond Vols? Yeah, I, I watched. I watched. Sorry, I watched uh, every game. Um, I didn't watch the rest of today's game after the rain delay. I kept up with it on my phone, but I was watching Boston. Um, you know, Friday and Saturday. I mean, we we're just kind of doing the same things we always did, hitting the ball, whatever. Uh, today, you're right. Today was very weird. I mean, we left 16 guys on base, 11 in scoring position. Um, I don't know. Those things are going to happen for sure. Um, but it was a strange game. 
Um, we need to, we need to go and win this series against South Carolina to prove we can win some games on the road and to give ourselves a little bit of confidence going into the postseason. Now, I think we need to have a good showing in Hoover also. Um, I think that needs to happen. But, I mean, I think we're still right there where we need to be. Uh, well, everything's in front of us, that's for sure. Um, but today wasn't great, that's for sure. Yeah, today was a stinker. Um, just to be honest with you, this was, uh, that was the only game that I got to watch this weekend. Um, we had the we had the baseball game on the laptop, and me and mom was watching Celtics. Um, but yeah, just looked flat, especially after the delay. Um, but from what I've gathered, Friday Saturday looked really good, uh, looked normal per se. But just backing up what Montana said, like get two out of three in South Carolina just to prove that you can beat a quality opponent away from Knoxville. Um, and I, I agree. I think we do need a, uh, a good showing in Hoover. Uh, not saying we absolutely have to go out and win the whole damn thing. I mean, obviously that'd be cool, but win a few games, get to maybe the semi semis or what have you, uh, just get, just get some momentum rolling before, before you hit the, hit the do or die portion. So yeah, get two out of three, make some noise in the SEC tournament and then we'll go from there. Uh, big Montana, you went to a big uh, UT Vol shop sale this weekend. How'd that go? Um, so yeah, I saw on Instagram or somewhere they're having the Vol shop um, sidewalk sale, whatever. The rules are: it's fifty dollars uh, for a bag, and you put whatever in the bag you want, and whatever fits in the bag, it's fifty bucks. So you could literally put, you know, fifty T-shirts in there if you wanted to, right? For fifty dollars. Um, the, they promoted the crap out of this and, um, I went down there Saturday morning and I was probably, and I've done this several times. Like I've done the ones that the football team puts on, um, they do it in the, um, in the Haslam practice facility. Um, you basically go in there and they have everything sorted by size and like it'll say men's, women's, kids, or not kids, but um, out there, yeah, some kids, and they'll have like duffel bags and helmets, and you can buy shoulder pads and jerseys. It's basically just like whatever you want. Um, and like they give you a list of stuff before it says like what everything costs. You know, hoodies are hoodies are twenty five dollars, polos are twenty, t shirts are ten. You know, whatever. Um, so I've done this several times, so I'm kind of familiar with it. But this one um was in the university commons building or the uc whatever you want to call it and it was basically in a room the size of a double wide trailer and they there was probably four thousand five thousand people down there um i was reading on twitter that uh a guy got there at 6 50 in the morning and he was like 50th in line um so people people were there for it and People thought that it was going to be ball shop items, Tennessee traditions, all this fun stuff, polos. They didn't know was it was a surplus of athletic gear um, from the football team. So, <laughs> but we, of course, I was later later on or whatever. But the cool thing they had was shoes. Um, but they messed up by not limiting people 
um, you know, one pair of shoes or two pair of shoes or one bag. So the first 50 people that went in there literally got like five bags full of clothes and all kinds of stuff, like 20 pairs of shoes for $20 a piece, um, basically to resell or, you know, for Christmas gifts or whatever. But it really screwed the people that were behind me because my group was kind of the last group of people that even got anything. So some people stood in line from nine, 10 o'clock until, you know, 12 o'clock and didn't get crap. Um, so Vol Shop kind of dropped the ball on that. Um, but, you know, could have been, you know, digging a ditch, that's for sure. But, uh, um, it was wild to see that many Tennessee fans, though, there for something that wasn't wasn't really sports related. Um, but you know, we always show up. That's yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's what I didn't know that that was going on. And I saw Mark Nagy posted on on Twitter, uh, or he retweeted it, I guess. And there was a line, and I couldn't even see, I could not tell where it was. I, when they spanned out, I was like, is that over at the Haslamville? I was like, what is going on? What are people lined up for? Yeah. And he finally responded and told me, and I had found out in between then, but um, I had no idea that was going on. But that, like, to fall back, that one they have at the football complex, the one time I went, I didn't get to go this past year, but it was it was pretty cool. I got a polo and some yeah. shorts out of it, and it was pretty awesome. Well, the, the biggest problem was at that – they literally let everybody go in at the same time. So literally 2000 people are in there. This was like 15 people at a time. Yeah. And when I tell you it was the size of your living room, it was the size <laughs> of your living room. Like, and it had tables and stuff and like nothing was sorted. Really. They're just boxes, just crap land everywhere. And, um, I don't know. It was, it, it, it definitely, it, it, they should have had it outside what they should have done but I know weather and stuff. Yeah. They should have had it in TBA or something like that. But, um, yeah, it was a, it was kind of a fumble by the ball shop. That's for sure. But they had like UT football camp, 2021 shirts. They had like 900 of them. And, <laughs> and, and I, I ended up getting one Nike shirt that has like Tennessee football Nike. And on the inside, like the brand of the shirt's not Nike. So they were like screen printed. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, well, that's weird. But anyway, um, when I, when I got in there, they had a bunch of like size 18 to 24 shoes, um, and like size three X and four X shorts that look like shower curtains. So <laughs> it was, it was funny. Classic. 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 So I was, um, while you were talking there, I was looking up standings for sec baseball and it looks like if I'm reading this correctly, I believe Tennessee would be the seven seed, but could be the eight seed as of right now. They have the same identical conference record as Auburn, who's as hot as they come right now, um, besides Tennessee. Um, but they've won some big series the last three weeks. But we have a better overall record than they do. So I don't know if that's where they do tiebreakers for conference tournament or not. I don't know because we, we do not play Auburn in the regular season this year. So – um, we're right around that seven to eight seed in the SEC tournament right now. The Diamond Vols are so that means they would take on if they were to win um, a game, they'll take on somebody like a Florida or an Arkansas LSU Vandy type. Um, 
to play. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, next weekend's a big weekend. South Carolina's fifteen and eleven. Tennessee's fourteen and thirteen. So we're two games back of the Gamecocks. Kentucky's a game in front of us at fifteen and twelve. Even though we cut into a game of that this weekend. And then over in the West, you've got Auburn at 14 and 13. And then the top of that division, LSU 17 and 9, Arkansas 19 and 8. LSU's kind of slipped up here lately, but I mean Tennessee's right there in the mix. I mean, you're talking about four or five games back of, of the of the conference leaders. Um, not really in the grand scheme of things, a huge difference there. So we'll see. It's uh Tennessee needs, like you said, Harv. I need to go down to to Columbia this weekend and or this upcoming weekend. Take two out of three from the Gamecocks, and I don't know my thoughts on the SEC tournament, especially after winning it last year. You know if they should put a whole lot into that or not, but um, it would be nice if they want to host a regional in Knoxville. They need to go down there and win two out of three yeah. in Columbia. Yeah. And you've also got to get at least to the semifinals of the SEC tournament. You you might need you might have to win it to get a to host a regional because how how many how many hosts? Is it 16, 16. 16. I mean they're and right we're, there on that sixteen cusp. So right, yeah, we're in the mix, but to feel comfortable about it, I mean you got to at least be in the final four of the SEC tournament. You know, well the hater and haters and losers of the week part of the show is is now up and um we'll recap what we did last week and uh go over the nominees for last week who was voted um and won which i apologize i got that up i kind of forgot about posting that so i didn't put it up till yesterday um so i'll get that up earlier this week but uh we'll see who won last week's uh hater who was last week's hater and loser of the week and then we'll give our nominations uh, for for this week. And in a runaway, Big Montana wins, or his nominee wins, uh, for Hater and Loser of the Week is social media. <clears throat> I, I had to change it for because you only have so many characters, but I put social media overusers, but clout chasers, uh, 73% of the vote. Um my nominee, Aria Gerson, the Vanderbilt beat reporter for the Tennessean, finished second at 18%. And Harb, Red Sox haters, come in a distant third at 9%. So, congrats well, to uh, Big Montana. For good, for good reason. Uh, Big Montana, you're continuing to be on your hot streak of winning yes. haters and losers of the week. Congratulations on that. Um, but I have to roast myself. Maybe I throw a black cat on the Red Sox because this is becoming it, and it's it's May. It's May, guys. It's nine to one right now. We're getting absolutely blasted by a bad Cardinals team. Nolan Arenado just hit one to the moon about three minutes ago. Yeah, uh, the Red Sox have won one game since I called out the haters and losers. Um, they after tonight they will be one and four since I said that and we're slowly getting back to reality. Um, so I got roast myself. I deserve to come in last place for that one. I jumped the gun. Uh, I started talking about baseball before Mother's Day. It's early. 
there's a lot of there's a lot of time for a lot of teams to go one way or the other. So I will humbly take my third place and hopefully I'll be better this week. There you go. You gotta sometimes you just gotta take a loss and learn from it and move on. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh Big Montana, you have the stage since you won. You get to go first. Who is your nominee for hater and loser of the week? Of which there I really are I, which that was I really thought about not doing this one today since it's Mother's Day, but I have to. Um and this kind of goes back with my hater and loser of last week, but this one's just a totally different one. And I, you know, if you feel strongly about this, I don't know why. Um, it's kind of weird, but my biggest hater and loser of the week are mothers who breastfeed in, in public and make it known that they're breastfeeding in public. Um, get a get a towel, get a blanket. We don't need to see your kid at happy hour. Um, and then also don't post it on social media. We don't, we don't care to see your nipple in your baby's mouth, uh, on our feed. Um, we understand that it's empowering and you know, it's, you know, how you feed your child, but you know, I do the same thing going through the drive through at McDonald's when I hand my happy meals to the back seat, but I don't, you know, Snapchat it. Uh, quit being weird. It's uh, it's not something that you know everybody wants to see. So stop it. Um, there's rooms and places that can be done, and it, you know I get it. If you're on an airplane, hey, whatever, grab a blanket, get a towel. <laughs> there, there's an what episode. Of, there's an episode of The Office where when they merge the the Stanford and um, oh gosh. Uh, Stanford and uh, Scranton branch together, and one of the employees from uh, Stanford's a working mother, and it's she actually ends up leaving pretty early on after the merger. But she's breastfeeding in the office, and Ryan is sitting there on the phone, just kind of staring at her. And she says, "Take a picture; it'll last longer." And Ryan says, "It's just kind of distracting." He's on the phone making a sales call. He says it's kind of it's kind of distracting, and then they go over to Creed, and Creed says, "Ditto that, my brother." Uh, I've got to say, working in a restaurant, I see that I see it way more often than you would think I do. Yeah, and I understand like if everybody's eating, child's got to eat. I get that, you know, but part of me thinks do it before or after, maybe in your vehicle. I don't know. Um, But yeah, uh, there was one time, and this is a great story. I'll make it quick. Um, There was this, uh, it was an Eastern European lady, and she's a smoke show for what it's worth. She's hot. Um, (laughs) This this is back when I was serving, and um, I was at the table, and she had a small child with her. And it just so happened that Jody walked up, and a lot of y'all know Jody, but if you don't, he was a very hilarious man. Uh, in his own way, his delivery was great. But somehow he got to standing by the table while I was there, and like we're, we maybe we're we were talking about something. I don't know what it was, but mid conversation with this lady, while me and Jody are standing there, 
no no towel no blanket nothing just pulls her tank top down grabs the child puts it up and she's just mid-sentence and just keeps talking <laughs> and <laughs> the conversation jody and i had after was one of the funniest moments i have with that man because he looked at me and i looked at him afterwards and we're like do we need to talk about that and we didn't <laughs> really but he said he said harb i just want to let you know that i maintained eye contact the whole time i was like i was like a red-tailed hawk <laughs> on her eyes i never once broke eye contact and i'd just like to know <laughs> like you to know that i'm very proud of myself it was one of the funniest <laughs> damn things that's ever happened in that building but yeah, it's 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 wild that that women just do that, and then if you do look, they get mad. Yeah, I, I wonder. It, my 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 bigger problem is the posting it online, and I would love to see the correlation, the numbers from women who do that versus the women who don't do that, and which, you know, I would say that the the woman the women who do do that the amount of those children that were born out of wedlock is probably a lot higher. We'll have, I mean, to, yeah, look, we'll have to look into that. Um, I, I will start to put together and conduct a study. Um, yes. This may be this, on the bar. This may be a long, this may be a long going <laughs> study. Well, <laughs> we may have to circle back <laughs> to it in uh no, not like that. Uh we just have to circle back to it. That way I can Do uh, you know who that baby daddy is? I don't even know who you're talking about. All right, Harb, I'm gonna bail you out here. Who's your uh hater and loser nominee of the week? Uh or hater and loser of the week nominee, sorry. I don't know. I th I thought about this for a little bit. Uh, I have to avenge my, I have to avenge my last place. Uh, but my biggest hater and loser of the week is Steve Kerr. Oh yes, he's a huge loser. Um, known loser, known uh, right right place, right time top deal. Fell into a dynasty. Um, everybody that knows professional basketball knows that mark jackson built that machine but that's different story for a different time uh after game five when the lakers went up three one uh somebody somebody talked about the shot selection at the, at the end of the game i think clay threw one up and he was like listen he said it's a bad shot but we've won a lot of games from steph and clay taking bad shots so that's fine Okay. And then and then everybody wanna talk about game six Clay because of that one game he had seven years ago. Well Clay had eight points in game six. Nobody showed up except for Stephen Curry. They lose by thirty. Post game press conference after game six. Steve Kerr, who's coached four NBA championships and is literally the identical roster to what it was last year when they won it, he said this team's just not a uh, this team's just not a championship team. They said if you can't see that, I don't know what to tell you. So one, he throws his players under the bus instead of saying I could have prepared better, I could have done this, could have done that, like every other level-headed coach would. Uh, and he just completely ignores the outside of like 
one or two role players that played five to ten minutes a game that this roster was literally the same exact team as the team that won it all last year. So for that reason, um, Steve Kerr doesn't know how to lose. Uh, however, he is my biggest hater and loser of the week. I'm not vote for that. Um, uh, he, him, and Greg Popovich. I always thought a lot of those two guys, and here recently they've gone off the deep end, like politically. Yeah, I'm not talking about just basketball, but they're, I don't know, they're very strange guys very weird also uh, real quick uh the stars are aligning for steve kerr to dip out of golden state um i forgot who it was on ms espn that said it but there there's rumblings of steve kerr going to the phoenix suns um and it makes sense steve kerr's from arizona he he was the gm for the phoenix suns back in the day um Suns have a new owner, new management, want to make a splash. They just fi- they just fired the winningest coach of the last three seasons, which is bonkers to me. But that ownership's trying to make a splash. They want to spend some money. I think they're going to throw a bag at Steve Kerr. Um, will he go? I don't know. I don't care. He's a hater and a loser. I'm not concerned about him. The only coach, <laughs> the only coach that I recognize is Joe Missoula. Steve, Steve Kerr is more of a hater than a loser, to be honest. I mean, he's won – I know he was with Jordan and Pippen and them and won three titles there, and then he's coached Clay and them. But still, he's won a lot. Mm-hmm. I would I would he lost this more week, of a though. hater. He's a he hater. lost this week. Well, true. Yeah, so for the week. Well, for the week, he's a loser. Okay, I got yeah. you. I got you. Uh, What's yours? Mine is – I don't know how to put this one uh, on one person, so I'm just going to say people who break up fights in NASCAR. So I don't know. I don't know. You all probably didn't watch the race at Kansas Speedway last week, Um, but for those that follow NASCAR, Ross Chastain, the driver of the number one car for Trackhouse Racing, great driver, uh, one of – Won several races last year, competed for the Cup Series title, um, doing the same again this year. But he ruffles a lot of feathers on the track. He races very aggressively, races hard. Nothing wrong with that, but he does it constantly. He wrecks people every week, um, and it's kind of coming to a boiling point, and it actually happened today at Darlington. Um, um, Kyle Larson actually t-boned him um and i haven't got to watch any of the post-race stuff but apparently rick hendrick had some pretty strong words about ross chastain but last week he got into noah graxon who's a rookie on the number 42 team richard petty's old team which was bought by jimmy johnson um and noah graxon a few weeks ago i guess chase elliott or he was complaining about it and chase elliott said won't you do something about it kind of agging him on a little bit well he did last sunday he goes up to old ross and grabs him by the fire suit and they're running their mouths and ross says twice back up let go of me back up let go of me and he didn't and ross popped him right in the side of the of the left you heard it too. and you, you could hear it. it it was a i mean it was I'm he landed that. it he landed it 
But the thing I hated was you can see Noah go back to hit yeah, him. Somebody and, caught him. Yeah, there's security was standing there. They got caught him, and he never really got a swing in. It's his own fault for not swinging first. But um, I let these guys let these guys fight a little bit. I'm not saying they need. There's argument on both sides. Well, we don't need him to fight. What if you know somebody hits somebody and it knocks them out and they hit their head on the ground and you know, seriously injured? But that can happen yes. in any fight. But let these yes. let these boys fight. I'm not saying let them just brawl. Let, let them get a few punches in, and when they get on the ground, then go in and break it up. Let the teams break it up. We don't need security on pit road after a race trying to break these guys up. Let them show some emotion. That's been one thing that's been wrong with NASCAR. They're robots. They they show no emotion. They instead of going out on the track and and or after the race talking to each other or getting in a little scuffle or shoving each other like they used to just ten years ago. They tweet about it, and they don't they don't get physical anymore. Um, I think one of my favorite ones is uh, Tony Stewart after a race. He I can't remember who wrecked him, but Steve Burns, rest in peace, asked him how he felt felt about it, and he said he's a I can't remember who he's talking about. He said he's a little prick, and I'm gonna go bust his ass. And he walks. <laughs> it's just funny. That's the stuff I miss about when I was growing up, NASCAR, that's how it was. And mm-hmm. I know that's not how it is now, but it was kind of when they showed it on TV, I was like, I perked up and I'm like, oh crap, there's a they're fighting. This is awesome. But Noah never got never got a return shot in because they broke it up too soon. Yeah. But um that's my hater hater and loser of the week is people who break up NASCAR. I don't know how to do I don't know who that guy was, the security guard who broke up the fight, I guess, is my nominee. But uh, we need to of that in NASCAR. I've said for years that NASCAR should adopt a storyline like WC or WWE, just like a soap opera, to increase their ratings. Because their rating, you know, they, they need to do something to save the sport. Well, their, their, their ratings have actually been pretty good. Yeah. And um, it's – the sport is actually kind of turned around. The attendance is better. The ratings are better, but it's, it's still so not expensive to go to those races, and that's what's really killed them. It's still not the same, and it's it's, it's like Dale Junior said: if you expect one hundred sixty-seven thousand people to come to a Bristol race today, it's not going to happen, and it's never going to go back that way. It could too much stuff for your dollar out there. Besides going to the Bristol race, and really. You know? I guess my hater and loser of the week next week is people who watch F1 because when we were in Auburn last week, um, one of Reagan's roommates, her dad and his son, her brother, are every time we're down there and they're there, they've got F1 on. And I just don't get the appeal. F1, I know why F1's popular. It's because they had a Netflix show. I mean, my sister watched, got into F1. She doesn't watch racing. And I went to a tennis match at Tennessee last spring, and there was two college girls watching an F1 race. And I watch racing pretty much every week of some shape, form, or fashion. And I'll watch F1 a little bit, but it is the most boring style of racing. There's no passing. They just get in the line. The only only excitement of racing is during qualifying. And I I just don't – I don't get the appeal of that, but – it's very popular. People, a lot of celebrities are going to it right now. 
a lot of celebrity followings. And I mean, NASCAR could get back to that. The race last week at Kansas was awesome. If you watch a race and know what's going on, it was fantastic. A lot of lead changes, a lot of strategy going on. It was really good. And this week was good too. Um, but yeah, um, I want to see more of what we saw at Kansas last week. Great racing and drama after the race. Yeah. Uh, here's my thought for NASCAR. Um, NASCAR should get them all drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get hammered. Uh, <laughs> but uh, ah. they need to have like a little fight pit or like a or like a little section uh, designated for fighting. And how it works is if you get in a wreck and you're involved with somebody else, or if you're the person who start or the person that started to hit you and you cause pile up, whatever, um, either every racer from those two teams or everybody that was involved in the wreck should cast a vote and be like, is this enough to fight over? And if the answer is yes, you give them between 30 seconds and a minute to duke it the hell out. And then get over it and just call it a day after that. And you and you televise the whole damn thing. And you have people around it, not to break it up, just to make sure neither one of them run away. Like a lumberjack match. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> a lumberjack match. Yes. I think that would be incredible. Um, I think <laughs> I think a lot of the I think a lot of the thing is that people have quit watching as um a lot of the drivers are kind of pussies now for the most part. Uh, it's getting a little better than where it was, but they're, they they're robots. They're robots. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. And two, you, you add a little bit of humanism to it. It will go so far. Well, and two NASCAR has kind of taken, they've neutered him a little bit because you had like an incident earlier in the year where Denny Hamlin went on his, his podcast and pretty much admitted to wrecking somebody. This was on, he recorded it on a Monday, came out on, you know, like late Monday night, Tuesday, they find him later that week and took points from him because of it. So now if they're wrecking somebody, they're just like, ah, oh, my tire was going down or ah, oh, my steering locked up or so you don't get that. Like, yeah, I ran him into the wall. He's a prick. Yeah. I mean, you don't get that anymore because they're afraid they're going to get fined and lose points. And that can that, come back to haunt them later in the season. That's extremely soft from NASCAR. It is. That's very disappointing to hear. Because there was a point in my life where I watched it quite a bit. I was never a huge, avid fan by any means. But if it was on on Sunday, I would at least flip it on for a little bit. But I'm just not going to watch it anymore. Until they're going to have to do something. My mom actually enjoyed it. My mom actually enjoyed it today because they had... It was throwback Sunday, and they had Richard Petty on. And he was telling... Richard Petty was telling all these old stories, and my mom was like, who is that? And I said, that's Richard Petty. And she said, why don't they have him on there more often? <laughs> he was literally just rambling about stuff, and his son, Kyle Petty, was on there. He kept having to cut him off, but Richard's like 83 or 4 years old now. So, um, But anyways, um, hater and loser – hater and lo – go ahead, Harbin, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, just while we're kind of still talking – I've got to say this. Uh, final round of the Live Golf Tournament was today. Um, in between quarters and a halftime and before the Celtics game started, I was watching it. Uh, the leaderboard was, was incredible today. 
the leaderboard is exactly what Liv wanted. Uh, all in like the top 10, you had Dustin Johnson, Cameron Smith, uh, Bubba Watson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Joaquin Neiman, Abe Answer, HV3, Harold Varner the third. Yeah, it was loaded. Wow. And they were all within like five or six shots of each other. So quit watching for a little bit because the second half of the Celtics game. Come to find out, there there was a weather delay. So broadcast took a little bit longer. Well, when 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time hit, the CW switched to Modern Family with two holes to play. Oh, my gosh. DJ and Cam Smith were tied in the same group. So could you go somewhere else? Could you go to like CW Plus and watch it? Or I have no idea. I don't know. But wow, CW do better. Failing that's why, that's CW why you still run Riverdale. Failing do, CW. Do I mean, literally the most exciting finish of Live Golf to its history. You cut over to. He, around here it was modern family but there was also damn pen and teller i was reading about it on twitter like somebody in jersey it switched over to fucking pen and teller reruns uh it was like all these random things but the bad thing is that what tells me is all those reruns of shows draw more viewers than than live golf and that hurts because i watched it and it was very entertaining it was good it was good golf Right. Uh, shout out to a listener of this show, Nick Nicholas Bernard, uh, big live supporter. I found out this weekend. He we were playing up at Dandridge National Golf and Country Club, which is not in good shape right now, by the way, in my opinion, M I H O. Um, but uh, well, as we were leaving the parking lot, Nick Nick was talking highly about live. I'm not really checked it out much. Just because I I don't really watch golf on a weekly. I mean, I will glance at it just to see who's where, but I don't sit down and watch it. Like this upcoming weekend's the PGA Championship, so I'll definitely watch that as it's a major. But you know, like I kind of watched the Byron Nelson a little when I got home Friday afternoon just to see who was doing what. But I just have not sat down and watched the live. I need to give it a shot because I. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. Like we talked about a few weeks ago, all the beer cans they threw out on the, I mean, I get it. It's cool. It's fun. I mean, they do that every year at the waste management. Nobody bats an eye. I, I know. Cool. I know. know. And we do that at the straw planes invitational too. So absolutely. <laughs> but, and we always pick it all up, but we always pick up our trash and throw it we away. Do. Yes. Um, except, except our cigarette butts. There's a couple things with the broadcast that I'm not a huge fan of, but I mean, it's still very young and they'll work on things or if they decide to stick with it, that's fine. One thing that I do think is really cool uh, when they're hitting a drive, it had like fairly faintly. The first time you watch it, you might think it's annoying, but now I think it's cool. Like it'll have um, like the middle will be green the right side will be red or the left side will be yellow, just depending on what it is. And it's like, if a tee shot goes right, the average score is 4.39 on this par four. And if you go left, it's 4.1. But if you hit it down the middle, it's 3.8 today. Pretty easy. And like shit like that. Uh, uh, I do like that. That is good. It was cool. And they have graphics on the green. 
like it'll have the aim point and how the putt's going to travel if it's hit perfectly top deal it's cool i I like it some people think it's tacky and ugly i think it's kind of cool you know can can you imagine those a feature like that or statistics like that on the straw planes invitational oh god (laughs) that would be something hit it down there the hole number one at Katichi, great hole, great visual hole. That par five down the hill, it slopes left to right. Like everybody's all over the place for the most part. Like what's the oh, average yeah. score? Go left, it's this score. Go right, it's that score. Down the middle, what what's the score? It'd be interesting to see stuff like that. I've played that hole five times, and I think I've found my tee ball twice. I usually. I usually fare pretty well on that hole. I usually end up hitting the fairway and having to lay up and then going down there and two-putting for a part or or more, more than likely three-putting for a bogey. So <laughs> I do like that hole, though. I just I like the layout of it. Longer yeah. par five. No one can get there in two because there's a bunch of junk right in front of – between the fairway and the hole. So great, great hole, in my opinion. Very, very solid golf hole. Makes you think. So, hater and losers of the week nominees, Big Montana's is mothers or women who breastfeed in public. Harbs is, who was yours again? Oh, Steve, Steve Kerr. And mine is breaking up NASCAR fights. So, maybe not one person in particular, but a group of people. So, we'll post that here. We'll give it a day or two for the show to cycle through the air airwaves, and then we'll get that posted. Um, news and notes segment. I was just reading as it went away off my phone. Lady Vols win five medals, earn best finish in program history at Big 12 Championship. I said Big 12 Championship. Tennessee's not in a Big 12, but they are in rowing. There's not an SEC rowing. Tennessee's in the Big 12 in rowing. I knew that. I knew that, but I didn't put two and two together when I was reading the tweet. Um, it says here the Lady Vols won medals in all five races for the first time since joining the league and earned its best ever finish at the championship, placing second overall. Um, they brought brought home a pair of silver and three bronze medals on the day, marking the second time Tennessee medaled in all of its races at the Big 12 Championship after only four boats competed in at the 2021 regatta. Um Shout out to the Lady Vols rowing team. Lady Lady Vols across the board. Great weekend. Lady Vols softball, Lady Vols rowing. They're killing it. Shout out to the oars. Shout out. To the oars. All right. It's Mother's Day. We're tired. We're going to end the show here. Final thoughts. Anybody? No final thoughts? Uh, hope everybody had a good day with your mothers today. Uh, if you're blessed enough, still have yours around. Uh, I had a great day. Um, it was a beautiful day for the most part. Uh, we had some spotty, we had some spotty showers. Some people got hit. Some people didn't. Um, just nice to be around family, you know, for whatever the occasion may be. Um, hope y'all had a good one and let's carry this momentum into this week. Um, the haters and losers couldn't say much if we all had the greatest Monday of all time, could they? Couldn't I love I love your Snapchats. What if we had the greatest whatever day it is on in the rec in the history books? 
I mean, well, what would they say? They couldn't what would say, they say? Yeah. And even if you don't, you still had a really good one just aiming for that. So let's try to have let's try to have the greatest week in the history of weeks this week. Yeah. That's my thoughts. I hope I do. I hope you do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You too. Yeah. That's all I got. Good. Uh shout out to a couple people. The Dodies listened to the podcast on the way back from the beach this weekend. So thanks for listening to all the Dodies, the whole household. Um, Lady Hornets softball got a big game Monday night this week at Halls. Coach Burkhart, Coach Grubb, hopefully have the ladies ready to play, win one game, and you got two more. Um, I think if they win Monday, they will host at Carter High School one day this week for the region championship. Um, I think if I looked at the bracket correctly. So, uh, if you're out in Halls and you're bored. Go watch the Lady Hornets and the Lady Red Devils on Monday night. The young Lady Hornets. They're very young. Good group of girls, though. But uh, that's all I got this week. Big Montana, you got anything? Uh, boys, go balls this week. And uh, let's finish the week out. Let's finish the season out. Uh, let's go let's just sweep the Gamecocks. Um, leave no room for doubt. Um I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm ready for football season. I'm so excited for football season. Uh, paid for my tickets this week, niece, so you can go out to eat again. Um, I can pay my I can pay my electric bill. I, I thought you'd like a, just a random five hundred dollars sent to you Venmo. Uh, I wish somebody sent me five hundred dollars without telling me. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, um, sitting there at work, and I heard my phone ding, and I looked down at it about five minutes later and said. Zach Bowling has sent you five hundred dollars, and I was like, "Oh, what a what, <laughs> what a, a swell, what a swell guy!" That was the that was the best day of the week, like Harvey said. <laughs> I'm just trying to listen. I'm just trying to start it off, boys. <laughs> helping uh, people, helping people. Yeah, that's right. Just, uh, What's your brothers? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm. I I think I saw something. We won't talk much about football, but um, until you know, after baseball and softball is over. But I think. Tennessee projected wins this year was, was like 8.9 or something. So basically nine. So that would put Tennessee at nine and three. And that's about where we said last year, I mean, big Montana had Tennessee at 10. I had Tennessee at nine. Um, they ended up winning 11 after all was said and done, uh, but 10 regular season games. But uh, I can see Tennessee doing that again. It just depends on how these new, faces fit in and quarterback position is key obviously um a lot of new wide receivers a little bit of change on the offensive and defensive line is the secondary any better um but i think tennessee's right there they shouldn't fall off and be six and six or five and seven or anything like that they should be winning anywhere from eight to ten games from here on out uh now hypel's kind of got his his thing established so we'll see that's uh I actually watched when I went to bed the other night. I turned on the DVR and watched the uh, the uh, Orange Bowl or part of it till I fell asleep. But uh, I'm interested to see what this team looks like as they go into the summer and uh, head into fall camp because uh, there's going to be a lot of excitement around this program. Most season tickets they've sold in years, seventy something thousand. Um, starting starting on the road in Nashville versus Virginia. 
big group of YY8 followers are going to be out there. Uh, listener of the show, Tyler Hooper, uh, messaged me on on the gram the other night, slid in my DMs, and was talking about tailgating out there in Lot A at Historic Nissan Stadium. And um, he's talking about getting some flags made. And he said, boys, you might have a YY8 flag flying there. And I was like, oh, here we go. Tell him to order an extra one because I want one for the man. Plant, we're going to plant our YY8 flag at Nissan Stadium. <laughs> Absolutely. What a great idea. What a great idea. I'll, I'll follow up on that. I did tweet it the other night. Could there be a YY8 flag coming this year? I never even thought about making a YY8 flag, but. Brilliant idea. Get that more, logo on a flag and fly it. We need more stickers, too. Oh, I got, I got plenty of stickers. Plenty of stickers, <laughs> but we'll bring more of them this year. And I did talk to my uncle last weekend. He's going to get some more uh, JWTDG stickers ordered. Um, he actually put his on his cooler from each game that he wore, the Bama game and the uh, Orange Bowl, and wrote the score on it. But the Sharpie, it, it doesn't stay on very good, but it's kind of cool. He had it on his cooler of the date yeah. and the score of the game. That was pretty cool. All right. Well, that's this that's this week's show. Harbin, you got something before we head out? I got one more. Just okay. real quick. Forgot to. Got to give a special shout-out listener of the show, Jake Monnet. Uh, his college athletics career uh, has now come to an end. Uh, Got to give a shout-out on a, on a very, very, very good career. Uh, now has the program record at Carson Newman for most rounds played. I think that's really cool. Wow, that is cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's 120-something. Uh, which you think that's a lot. Um, so shout out to Jake. Great career. Uh, pretty damn good for a boy from Straw Plains. Um, got some big things coming up. Uh, not going to air you out too much, but big things on the horizon. We'll see how it goes. So shout out, Jake. Uh, you've made Straw Plains proud. Shout out, Jake, oh. and also Big E. And Big yep. E. Big E. Big e they both, uh, I assume they did jake graduate or is he still yeah jake graduated last year he's doing that's his right. Master's now. that's yeah. right so shout out to both of those good good guy good kids good youngins and represented the hornets well uh yeah i, I didn't i just saw that jake had um set the record for most rounds played at carson newman yeah it's pretty awesome so um all right well that's this week's show the celtics are taking on the heat at some point this week to start the Eastern Conference Finals. Big Montana and Harb is fired up for that. I'll try to watch just to keep up with it. I need to get – need... We need to get together for some watch parties, man. We do. Uh, when's game one? I have no idea. Probably Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, I know I know the Lakers and Nuggets are Tuesday, uh, so it might it could be Tuesday or Wednesday. But, yeah, I'm in. Uh, if schedules align, we'll definitely do it. If schedules and the stars align – Schedules and stars, baby. Um, appreciate everybody listening. Remember, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. We're on YouTube, so you can go in there and watch us. A viewership is steadily ticking up. Um, I know it's the sp spring and summer months, so a lot going on, but it's slowly trickling up as we get toward football. Um, but uh, appreciate everybody listening. Remember, piss on ESPN and the Heisman Trophy. Piss on them. And uh, that's it. That's this week's show. Appreciate everybody listening. Remember to vote for Hater and Loser of the Week on Twitter. 
And we will see you guys next week on the Section YY8 podcast. Wish that I was on a rocky top down in the Tennessee hill. Ain't no smoky smoke up 